Hubhopper Originals. Hello friends, welcome to the podcast Executive Mom Stories. This is not an ordinary business podcast, but this show is with ordinary people who are making an extraordinary efforts, the working moms who are juggling to keep a balance at work and home. Today on Executive Mom Stories, Nitya Bala Subramanian. A 35-years-old mother of two kids, Nitya is Vice President Respiratory Marketing at Sipla. She has rich corporate experience of over 12 years in healthcare industry and has also worked with McKinsey where she managed multiple portfolios including M&A, strategy, sales and marketing for the pharma industry. She was recently chosen for the 40 under 40 leaders by Economic Times. She did MBA from IIM Bangalore and BE honors from Bits Pilani. Hi Nitya, welcome to the podcast Executive Mom Stories. We are so so excited to have you on this podcast today. And before we get started, our heartiest congratulations for making it to the Economic Times 40 under 40 list. So how was your experience? Uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on your podcast. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out as well. Uh, so, being on the ET40 under 40 was obviously a fantastic experience. I think um, I'm, I'm delighted uh, to be on the list. And uh, you know, I think I, I was just reading something earlier today, which uh, which kind of uh, reflects how I actually felt um, to actually be on the list. Uh, it was a bit of an imposter syndrome if you just kind of look at the people on the, the rest of the 39 people on the list there are right. people uh people who have uh, you know you really pushed the boundaries have really achieved uh, achieved a lot so i think the the feeling is and is really grateful to be a part of it how do you set your standards of excellence so i think uh, it started uh, i think i'll have to go back to uh, my childhood i think uh, i come from a where i come come from a fairly conservative uh, tamil brahmin family where uh, uh, getting the first rank was what was appreciated so i think starting from uh, starting from there uh, to me i always had to be the best at whatever i chose to do uh, when i was a child it was about getting uh, 100 marks or whatever that was um, at school and then uh, and then when and then when i moved on to again corporate life it was again about being the best at whatever uh, being the best at what i what i did so uh, i think that that kind of defined uh, how i define success for myself so even when i moved on to corporate life it was always about uh, trying to push the boundaries it was always about you know setting new benchmarks Yeah, and honestly i've had the opportunity to you know do stuff that uh, not many people had done before so I had the opportunity to set the benchmark so it wasn't like I was following in other people's footsteps but um uh working with that uncertainty but setting new benchmarks on myself and uh, being the best at whatever I did that's how I define success Who has been your role model in this journey so far A lot of different people over the course of uh the last 35 years yeah i don't think i can name just one person i think i've had a lot of great uh, mentors over the years um 
so i think uh, initially i initially when i was growing up uh, my dad was a great mentor uh, uh so was my mom i think i drew a lot of inspiration from uh, their determination and the way they approached everything that they did um they were great role models for me i think growing up i had some fantastic mentors both at uh, mckinsey as well as uh, later at cipler um i've been fortunate enough to actually also have a lot of women leaders at cipler who um who actually inspired me to be better do better and be the best at whatever i do so honestly i can't name just uh, one person okay and how a woman executive can identify such mentors uh it's not easy i think uh, i think especially for women i think the most difficult thing is being vulnerable right uh especially because you're a woman there are a lot of expectations that come expectations and preconceived notions of how you should be as a leader and uh, and because of all that you tend to be a bit closed than not and i think that's what i think it's it's about taking the first step and being vulnerable actually opening up opening yourself up to uh, other people that you admire and who you feel uh, inspired you and i think at some at some point of time you just need to come out and say it that you know you're somebody who inspires me i would love for you to be a mentor i would be really really surprised if somebody came back and said no uh, because that has never been my experience and uh, neither have i heard it uh, heard it elsewhere so i think a lo- most well meaning leaders want to mentor uh, young talent so i think be vulnerable open up yourself and you know go say right up front that you actually want them to be your mentor and that's how we start developing developing mentor mentor mentee relationships and and it's and i'll also say that it's extremely important to have mentors as well as sponsors wherever you are uh and i think one one uh, quirky thing i will uh, i will mention is i have found uh there is a tendency for women to find other women mentors which is great i mean if you have if you have the other women mentors it's fantastic uh but i would say try and find men who are mentors as well and uh, in my own personal experience i've found that uh, men who have daughters to be fantastic mentors uh it's not men who have other work men, men men who have working women it's it's actually men who have daughters who uh who are actually far more open and far more willing to mentor other uh, young women talent uh so if you have somebody like that in your organization you should definitely make an attempt to um, develop a mentor mentor mentee relationship okay being in pharmaceutical industry we would like to know from you what are the common mistakes working mom make while taking care of themselves uh i don't think it's uh, specific to the pharma industry i think uh, i think one of the biggest mistakes uh, i possibly did earlier and uh, learned from is uh, is how to achieve the work life balance right i think uh, i've seen a lot of women in my team uh, to interpret it as you know that uh, it's a 9 to 5 and 9 to 5 means uh, work life balance uh, but unfortunately see work uh, whatever you do at work is also a significant commitment that you have made so i would say that achieving work life balance is something that uh, you should strive for not on a everyday basis because it's simply impossible 
uh, but it's something that maybe you can strive for over a week. Uh, maybe you get something that you strive for over a month. I mean, to each their own, but uh, to expect that uh, you would be able to work only certain hours of a day or you would uh, you would not work, let's say, on weekends, etc. Uh, and and that is how you achieve uh, achieve work-life balance is is not something that I have seen uh, work out successfully. So, like like I said before, I think uh, what you need to figure out is if if there is a you know deadline coming up and you need to put an extra hours today, then make it happen because uh, whatever that you committed to is is uh, it, that's something that you that you own and that you've made a commitment to it. So it's important that you deliver deliver on that commitment as well. Uh, so stretch yourself, and maybe the next day you take off a little early, right? So I think what I would uh, advise working moms to do, not just in the pharmaceutical industry, but elsewhere as well, is you know try and define work-life balance for yourself. There is definitely no one formula, it's, and it's definitely not nine to five. What has been your biggest challenge as a working mom, and how did you deal with that? Uh, I think as a as a working mother, so I have two kids. Uh, my son is eight, and my uh, daughter is four. Uh, I think there is there's always the always always a little bit of guilt that uh, you're not around when they when they've come back home. Uh, you know, you're possibly just making them stay awake a little extra fifteen minutes in the night to finish their homework because you're coming back home late in the night. Um, and a lot of these small, small things just add up and start weighing down on you. Um, and I think uh, I have been really lucky in that uh, my in-laws actually uh, live with us. Uh, there's been a fantastic uh, support for me in terms of uh, taking care of the kids. And I think uh, what I needed to do was actually let go. Um, I mean, as long as there is adult supervision and they're getting the right care and uh, they're getting their stuff done on time. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it happens at uh, nine in the night or uh, or at a more reasonable time in the afternoon. Um, so I think it was it was more mental. I think it was all obviously all in my head. And uh, what I needed to do was uh, trust the support system I had and uh, really let go. And I think that has definitely helped me uh, be more peaceful at work as well as be peaceful when I come back home. And difference between managing two kids versus one kid, you know, one of my most important <laughs> questions, because when you talk that, you know, you have got two kids. So what is the difference that you have felt, you know, while um, handling the second kid versus when you just had one kid? So I would say to all the people out there who possibly have one kid and are thinking of whether they should have the second one, I would say, please go ahead and have the second one. <laughs> all right. Uh, because it, it honestly just releases, it, it. I mean, it's extremely counterintuitive, but it just releases a lot of pressure, trust me. I think when you have just one, you're, you know, over-solving for things. You're, you're, you just take everything so seriously. You want to make sure that everything is perfect. And when you have the second one, you know that you don't have the time, right? So you basically give up and you're far more peaceful as a mother when you're handling handling two children than, than one. At least I, I've definitely noticed the difference. That I'm much more happier now that I have the second one uh, than, than I was when I was just uh, handling my son. Okay. So I, I think it's... 
because you just don't have the time. I I say having the second one is like Nirvana. You just you just given up and you're just doing. <laughs> you're prioritizing only the most important stuff because you just don't have the time. And uh, seriously, it's 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 unbelievably stress releasing to have the second one. <laughs> okay. Uh, with both the parents working, how do you see roles of husband changing at home? I think uh, so. I I still I'm the default uh, parent at home, but I think uh, my husband is obviously uh, he's very involved. Depending on how involved I want him to be, uh, so I think a lot of things we split up. Yeah, so for example, my son's cricket uh, cricket coaching. Uh, Vivek steps in, and then uh, he's the one hanging out with my son and making sure he has fun at his class. um you know something else i take over uh, there is obviously i like i mentioned before we have our in laws at home as well so there's been a great support i try and be the manager and uh, uh vivek is more than happy to take everything that i delegate back to him okay so right. uh how do you make your kids understand that you're working professional and will not be around them 24 by 7 See, honestly it hasn't been difficult for me because this has been the default ever since they started uh, you know understanding things around them okay. so uh, they haven't seen any other scenario right so for them this mm-hmm. is how it is mom goes to work dad goes to work uh, both of them are busy and have things to do outside of uh, what happens at uh, home and uh, like i said they haven't seen anything else to compare it to so this is this is the world that they know okay. and uh, i think it it probably makes them uh, far more independent uh, than they would have been so both of us so me and my husband both of us also travel for work uh, not very often but uh, 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 sometimes we do travel but uh, i think both our kids have taken it up like uh, taken it up they they actually handle it uh, very easily and uh, and i assume it's because uh, this is the only world they know where mom and dad both work as a working mom what concerns you the most and how do you deal with it ever since i ever since i graduated i've been working and i think uh, you face some challenges once in a while but uh, uh everything has a way of sorting out itself right i think i was concerned uh, when i went back to work after my son so uh, but i took a bit of time so i had a six month maternity leave then i did a bit of a mckinsey offered a flexible working style as well so i took my time it took me another even after the maternity leave it took me another 4 5 months to figure out uh, how to get back to work how to be committed at work as well as take care of the take care of my growing son uh but then it was easier for me when i went back to work uh, with my second one so i think there'll there'll be challenges uh they'll keep uh they'll keep coming at you um and i think uh, you just need to give it give it the right time seek the right support and uh, i'm sure uh, we'll be able to sort it out i'm i'm sure right now i'm i'm moving on to the stage where kids now get a lot of homework and uh, projects that uh, need to be sent back to school uh but i'm sure that's something i'll figure it out as well and i'm sure moving on i'll have to deal with uh, teenage hormones issues etc but yeah. uh, i'm fairly again fairly confident that we'll figure out a way of handling everything so i i i strongly believe that god doesn't throw anything at you that you can't handle how a woman executive can establish her own brand at workplace and how do you feel it is different from her male colleagues 
Uh, I think uh, one of the biggest mistakes that women do is not asking. I think men do that really, really well. Uh, I've seen a lot of my uh, male colleagues uh, be far more open in asking for uh, the right opportunity or raising their hand at the right time for the right opportunity, and women tend to do that less. Um, so I would say that uh, asking for what you want is very, very important because, um, I mean, obviously, if you don't ask, it's never happening, right? Uh, people don't uh, voluntarily solve for you. You need to solve for yourself. You need to take care of yourself. So I think it's very important that uh, women be far more forthcoming and ask for what they want. And I think in, in terms of uh, building building a personal brand, I think uh, women really also need to step out of their comfort zone. I think a lot of women leaders are fantastic at what they do, right? You're, I've seen women who are head of IT. They're just fantastic at uh, IT. They do a stellar job or marketing. They do a stellar job. But I think uh, what women should also do is is to try and have a much um, larger perspective beyond the immediate uh, function that they're responsible for. I would say put yourself out there. I think there are a lot of forums available these days to um, share these thoughts and perspectives as well. So there's, of course, Twitter. I've seen a lot of people uh, go out there and share their thoughts and perspectives on various topics out there on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, there are a lot of these industry forums. So I, for example, uh, I speak at a lot of these uh, pharma industry forums, women forums, uh, strategy forums, marketing forums, etc. All of these give you a platform which is much larger than your immediate day job, right? And these are some of the ways you can definitely improve uh, your personal brand. And I think it's, it's also extremely important to build your own, own personal brand in order to be able to be identified as somebody who can step into the next role, right? If you already have a personal brand, if you're known known for, uh, let's say people know Nitya as somebody who, uh, somebody who can contribute to, a various, contribute to various different topics and not necessarily only the function that I'm, uh, that I'm, that I'm a part of, uh, then it's far easier for you to land the right opportunities as well. Um, so I would say go go out there to all the other women who are maybe trying, looking for other opportunities or building their personal brand. I would say go out there, share your one, build uh, perspectives beyond your uh, immediate function or immediate job, and share those thoughts and perspectives, right? Put it out there. Put it out there for people to see and read and uh, talk about. How do you manage your time? Is there something that you have, you know, a to-do list where, you know, you define, okay, this is something that I have to do at this time, this is something that I have to do at that time, or is it something that keeps coming and then you keep uh, solving it? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I do have a to-do list, and when I get into work, I have a list of things that I want to accomplish that day. But it also so happens that there's always firefighting going on. Something or the other is likely to crop up, and you do need to address a few things as and when they come. Uh, so I do have a to-do list, but I won't say that I stick to it uh, very diligently. I'm a little flexible about the to-do list as well. And uh, I also have a to-do list for uh, things that need to happen at home. So I, I put uh, try and put everything on the calendar. Um, I mean, being a parent is more about managing logistics than anything else. So uh, exactly. my son has like two classes every day. He has, um, there are thousands of birthday parties you need to. My daughter has 
she gets she i think she's the most social being around <laughs> she has like uh, five or six birthday parties every month okay um to put them all on the calendar i make sure it's on my husband's calendar as well so because if i'm not able to show up then uh, he does we kind of tag team um so i think it's 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 definitely important to have a to do list uh, uh and i love my calendar uh without it i i don't know what i would do without it uh but like i said i'm also flexible it's not uh, i'm i mean i don't lose sleep over uh not being able to achieve let's say the three things i i had on my to do list so i'm also a bit flexible okay your message for the working moms uh, uh i would say that uh, for the working moms out there uh, it's not difficult there are uh, so many people around you who have been there done that and have been successful and if uh, they can then so can you uh, i think it's just about uh, making sure that you have the right support system at home uh, making sure that uh, you have not just at home but also building a support system at work people who uh colleagues peers and uh, mentors who understand your situation and uh, and are able to support you as well so all you need to do is build this support system around you at work and at uh, home and uh, and also reach out i think there are so many inspiring women around you uh, who have been through what you possibly are going through right now and uh, even if their solutions don't um, necessarily make sense to you it's still uh, it i mean it it it's it still helps a lot to know that uh, there's somebody else out there who's gone through something similar so do reach out uh, the more conversations you have um the easier it will be for you to handle whatever it is you're handling at that moment it's not difficult so go for it it was wonderful interacting with you nitya thank you thank you so much for your time Thank you Kavita thank you having thank you for having me on the show okay. it was a pleasure talking to you as well Hello working moms try and define work life balance for yourself there is no one set formula have a wonderful time and stay tuned to the executive mom stories we would love to hear from you for any feedback or to be guest on our show you can reach us at exemomstories@gmail.com or on executive mom stories facebook page I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info@hubhopper.com. That's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.